0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Piecing the Parsha Together, a podcast focused on trying to look at the structure of the weekly Torah reading. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Bratius, the first Parsha of a New Cycle. With the Bratius Partios, it might be <clears throat> Somewhat easy to say, there's a lot of storyline, and of course, the story just flows. However, if you look deeper, in many cases, you'll still see that the events that are described in the Torah can and can still leave you wondering as to why or how. If we look at Partius Bratius, again, Partius Bratius contains in it, obviously, the creation of the world, that's the first parak, or so. And the second parak seems to be some sort of repeat of that. A formal, you know, full introduction of Adam and Chava. Then you have the story of Kain and Heaven. Yes, there is no break between the creation of Adam and Chava and the sin of the snake and them getting kicked out of, of Gan Eden, except when Hashem talks about the punishments after the punishments you have a, should be the story of Cain and Abel and then um, mankind you know growing and um, hashem being uh frustrated that um mankind hadn't turned out the way he wanted and deciding to destroy the world except for Noah So, at the outset, there's a question that is asked by no one, you know, at least Rashi, and before that, maybe it's based on a Medrash Huma. And Rashi says, uh, Why does the Torah begin with the story of creation? We learn about the story of creation when we are younger and shorter, and we of course, Hashem created the world. We don't think about why would this necessarily be in the Torah. Again, if the Torah Rashi's question comes from the thrust of, the question is you should have began with the mitzvah, the first mitzvah given to Klaal Yisrael as a people, and that is Kiddush HaKodesh. And so that would even answer the question we have in the mitzvah of Mila in Breish, the Myths of Gidah And the mitzvah of Puravu, those three mitzvahs, is not what Rashi says, or or, or Yitzchak, Rashi quotes, is what I should have started, should have started with. The Torah is a book of mitzvahs to the Bnei Yisrael, so you start with the first mitzvah given to Bnei Yisrael, which is Kedosh HaKodesh. Rashi answers. With a pasek in Tillim Kufir of Koach Masa of the strength of his actions, he told his people, his nation, he gave to them the inheritance of the other nations. Rashi continues, if the nations of the world would say to B'nai Israel, you are thieves, you took the land of the seven nations, B'nai Israel can respond that the entire land is Hakkadish Barachus, because he created the world, and he gave it to whoever he thought saw so fit to give it. So, Pritsoni says, Nas Nalahem, he gave it to them, and now he took it from them and gave it to us. So, it's interesting. Rashi lived, I believe the years are 1040 to 1104, 5, so hundreds and hundreds of years before the creation of the modern state of Israel. But we see that that is exactly what almost in a sense played out. That maybe the land of Israel doesn't belong to the Jews, they took it from the Arabs, etc., etc. And is this the question of, is there more? Is that Is that the only thing um, that, that Rashi did, would say that this is why you have the story of creation? So to that, that tell us that Eretz Yisrael belongs to the Jews. What if someone said, well, the B'nai Yisrael sinned, and the land got conquered from them, and Rashi, this had happened in Rashi's time. Rashi lived during the Crusades, at least the first one, and the Christians that wanted to take the land of Israel back from the Arabs, from the Muslims. So who who, who should have it? Maybe, maybe the Jews sinned, they got kicked out. Maybe the Christians feel like it should be theirs. The Muslims feel like it should be theirs. It seems like there should be more to the story of creation. You have, again, the story of Adam and Chavah. what Or any of the stories of gracious what impact does it have on Kalal Israel? Who perform as a nation 1,000 plus years later, 2,000 years later? So, I saw yesterday a, I think, a repeat of an essay by Rabbi Jonathan Sacks, Blessed Memory, that I think I have read a couple years earlier from his cycle through the, the partials called Essays on Ethics. It ran during the Hebrew year fifty-seven seventy-five, and he discusses the idea of Bracius. And again, what's the why? Why is why is this here? What it was contained, and he says a, a couple different points about freedom and equality and how these things develop over time. But the last point that he raised, which in some sense perhaps ties a lot of the stories of Parshas Bracius even together, as it says later in the first. Parak on the sixth day, I believe it is the 26th possible of the first parak. Hashem said, "Let us make man in our image, our form." But God doesn't have a form, Baisacks points out. So there is no image that mankind is ultimately created in. So rather, he says that it's the idea of freedom, and God is free and does what He wants, and so too mankind will be free and do what they want. And is that part of, uh, you know, how, how the how the uh, snake entices Chava to eat from the Etz the tree of knowledge? You'll be like Hashem. Able to create worlds, you'll know good and bad, at free will. So obviously we have freedom, but it's not easy. It's very challenging, potentially dangerous. And mankind is on the scene for only a couple hours, given one commandment not to eat from the tree, and they use that free will to violate Hashem's commandment. So we took the freedom that Hashem gave us which is there for us to earn his goodness by following what he wants us to do. But rather, we corrupted the freedom. We did what we wanted to do. And the story of kind and heaven. Again, there's not a whole lot going on in the world. And Not a whole lot of people. I don't know that Hashem's given any additional mitzvahs at that time. And there's a fight. Perhaps that fight has to do with dividing the world up. And Kain kills Heaven. It's a fight over who God's going to favor. God favored Heaven, it seems, and Kain killed Heaven. Is that a misuse? Of the freedom that Hashem gave in a fundamental way, you destroy his creation. Again, there aren't that many people in the world at the time of kind of hell. I don't know exactly if it's clear when it happened. Is it right around the time they get kicked out of the eights, the a Adas or not? Because, seemingly, were they born in, in Ghanai? Maybe. Um, but again, a misuse. Of the freedom. Again, Kain and Heavel have a realization that there's a Hashem. You should talk to Hashem off of corbonus. Kain discovers that first. But again, he doesn't Hashem doesn't turn to him. Hashem gives him a little bit of a rebuke he doesn't like, so he goes in the opposite direction and kills his brother. And the generations will move forward. It seems like at the times of Lemech, his wives no longer want to want to live with him, have children with him, because they apparently had known there's going to be a flood coming. And uh, they go to What which we do, and Autumn says, You know what, you do you, you don't have to worry about the flood, you do what you have to do. Flood's in Hashem's hands. And they said to him, What about you? Because he had separated from Chaba. It's for 130 years after the Khidah of the Itzadas. But again, this idea of mankind having control over the world—wait, who's going to? How many more generations are there going to be? And Adam says, "No, no, that's not how we should approach it. We have to do what Hashem wants. Hashem wants us to have children. The world wasn't created to be empty." And then they say to him, "You did the same thing, and he also will have more children." That's Chase. Again, mankind's control over the world. And then obviously, as mankind develops, it says we do evil in the eyes of God, and he regrets having created us. Maybe we even corrupted something more celestial. Fourth Pasik of Perik vav hanifilim ha'yibar, arts <laughs> bayamahim. Fallen ones, maybe the angels, v'gamah, acharikane, ashevobane, alakim, Autumn They came to the... To the daughters of man, we all do the him haem giborim, the strong ones share, and all man Men of renown. And I think the previous passage, that even says there was a questions of adultery, maybe even sodomy. We've completely corrupted the mission. And Hashem says, I believe the Ramban says we had corrupted the spiritual side of us so much so that it could have been brought down to the physical level as well. Which again is the opposite of what Hashem intended. A physical being, but it's got a soul inside of it and it can elevate. And we had done the exact opposite. So Partius Spiratius presents to us the struggles of freedom. And it seems like for the first thousand plus years, mankind misuses that freedom. And of course, the lesson for us today is the exact same. We have so much freedom today. The ability to do so many things. That before couldn't be thought of. We all have small computers in our pockets if we have cell phones. Smartphone especially would be a very complex computer I imagine. And what do we do with all of the technology, all the tools that we have? Do we use it to make the world a better place? Or do we use it to find hobbies and other things to engage in? Do we take care of the planet? Or are there all kinds of concerns about loss of species, or the temp, the climate, etc.? We still struggle to this day, five thousand seven hundred and eighty-one years later, with how to use that freedom correctly. And it's, it's, a, it's a, I said, it's certainly not beyond that myself, not trying to preach to anyone, but of course at the outset of the Torah, it seems appropriate to tell us that we were created with free will, and we have to use it the right way. And obviously over time, through reading the partials we will get the mitzvahs of the Torah to, to give us that framework. Wish everyone a good Shabbos. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time.